with the main chip watch. It's real talk. Man, it's real talk with your main chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. It's real talk. And this is WYXR 91.7 Memphis on your radio dial, your Crosstown radio station. And if it's 6 o'clock and it's Monday evening at 6 p.m., it must be time for Real Talk. And yes, it is. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. With me tonight, producing the big broadcast, Marquette Walker, the soon-to-be college man, big shot, big interview guy, big Instagram star. How you doing, man? You, You good? All right, man. Good. Good to see you. Good you're here. And ladies and gentlemen, it is good that you are here as well. I uh, really appreciate it. Of course, you know that. I'm glad uh, to know that uh, each and every one of you and hopefully each and every one of you had a good week since the last time we were able to converse with one another. Another seven days and uh, I think we're getting down to about three weeks left in this year. Not too much more time on the clock. And I, Full disclosure, I get tired at the end of the year. You know, you go, you go, you go. And this year has been unlike any other year any of us have ever experienced. I don't think anybody can argue with that point. But we are just about to wind on out of 2020. And we are looking for a much better day and days in 2021. So how y'all doing? Everybody good? I can hear you. Everybody good? You guys good out there? I hope everybody's feeling okay. I hope your families are doing well. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying upright, healthy, and strong. I am doing my very best, level best for an old guy like myself. Uh, It is um, a busy time. You know, a lot going on out here. And, of course, we're going to talk about a few things tonight. As many of you are aware, the vaccine has been approved for COVID-19, and I'm going to give you a little definition for many of us out here wondering the new vaccine. Are we going to take it? Are we not going to take it? If we take it, when are we going to take it? Well, uh, they're starting to ship these things now, and if you were here in Memphis, and you'll be hearing about the rollouts of the various vaccine uh, vaccines um, in days and weeks to come. But before uh, I do all of that and talk a little bit about the show tonight, uh, we are going to uh, wish each and every one of you who had a birthday, uh, an anniversary, or a special occasion uh, this past weekend or today, uh, congratulations. And before I forget, uh, there is one fellow I want to wish a happy birthday to. His name is Stan the Man Bell, the bell ringer. 
uh, celebrating a birthday today. You all know Stan. He's been a radio legend in this town for many, many years, and I hope he has many, many more birthdays. Uh, as we dump into the news and notes of this evening, uh, we had some notable deaths this weekend. Charlie Pride, the uh, first black superstar of country music, uh, he died over the weekend. He was 86 years old. He was just on TV about four weeks ago at the Country uh, Western Music Awards, uh, singing, as a matter of fact. He was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, he died of some COVID-related uh, issues as well. So, um, I mean, big time, man, big time. You know, um, it opened up the door for a lot of other people. Darius Rucker is one I can think of in particular who is uh, who's doing his thing in the country music world today. So rest in, pride, rest in peace, Charlie Pride. Also, locally, uh, many of you probably heard James, Reverend James Netters, uh, died this uh, weekend. He was 93 years old. Uh, of course, he was the Mount Vernon Baptist Church pastor in Memphis for more than six decades and was instrumental in the 1968 sanitation workers strike. He was also a member of the city council and a civil rights icon. He died early yesterday at the age of 93. So condolences to his family, his church family, and uh, all his uh uh, friends and associates out there. Okay, well, you know, as I mentioned a minute ago, uh, the vaccines are being delivered across the country. Now, I, I posed a question on my personal Facebook page, quite simply. Uh, the vaccine is about to be rolled out. Will you take the shot or won't you take the shot? And uh, from what I was able to see on my uh, on my page, right now, most folks uh, are not going to to take the shot initially uh, a lot of folks are going to wait to see uh, what if any side effects are involved in this and see how the rollout goes see how people are starting to feel um, before they decide they want that needle stuck in the arm now as far as I'm concerned I'm kind of one of those folks I need to wait and see what the research shows how people are reacting to it you know how all of this goes uh, before um, I decide to take that shot um, maybe sometime late spring, um, early summer, uh, folks uh, will um, be able to, regular folks um, will be able to get the uh, vaccine. The first round of the Pfizer vaccine goes into hospitals first and will given, be given to healthcare workers and at nursing homes. And uh, of course, um, it was authorized on Friday. And again, uh, lots of folks are probably going to line up to take it. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with what a vaccine is, let me just push you towards what happens this time of year every year when people urge you to take the flu shot, right? Flu shot is a vaccine. And basically, a vaccine is a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity uh, to a specific disease. It basically teaches your body how to deal with a disease that may come into contact with, that you might come into contact with, so that you will either not get the disease at all or have a much milder case of that disease. So that is kind of how this uh, corona or COVID-19 vaccine is going to work. If um, you do contract the disease, and if you have been vaccinated, uh, your chances of uh, recovering will be much greater, and you won't get as sick uh, as you would uh, without the vaccine. But again, 
you know, this is a rollout, and I just thought, you know, I wouldn't be doing my duty if I did not explain basically how all that worked. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, as the time moves along. But it is good news that there is a vaccine that is here and readily available to folks. Uh, and again, like anything else, uh, you know, you have a choice whether you do or whether you don't or whether you will or whether you won't. Uh, in other news, uh, the votes from the presidential election were officially certified, and we do have a new president. Uh, Joe Biden uh, will be sworn in in January as the next president of the United States. Uh, back to COVID for a minute. Uh, we've seen now over 16 million people who are now infected, and sadly, uh, we passed a very, very sad milestone this afternoon, over 300 thousand of our brothers and sisters are, are, are gone uh, as a result of the coronavirus, have died as a result of the virus. So uh, prayers to each and every one of uh, the families uh, who are mourning the loss of, uh, of uh, someone who died of COVID. Over 300,000 people in nine months. The state of California has issued a stay-at-home order for the next three weeks, basically, you know, everything is pretty much closed down and the curfews from 9 p.m. at night till 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the morning. New York City uh, decided yesterday there will be no indoor dining for the next three weeks uh, in that city. Uh, again, uh, cases all over the country are just completely and totally out of control. Uh, the state of Tennessee had over 11,000 new reported coronavirus cases yesterday, along with 70-plus deaths. Shelby County, in case you hadn't heard, had 998 new cases just today and uh, five deaths. These numbers are, are escalating every single day. And there is no doubt that many of uh, these high results we are seeing are post-Thanksgiving uh, infections. Uh, you know, it was said before you know, the holiday, you know, that if you got together and you did this and you did that, um, we were waiting to find out what was going to happen about 14 days after. And we're two weeks after Thanksgiving and the numbers are astronomically through the roof. Uh, 11,000 in the state yesterday, over uh, 8,000 more cases and 79 more deaths in the state of Tennessee today. So, look, let me just say this. Um there is testing available, ladies and gentlemen. If you have tested for the virus before, uh, you can test again, and the testing is free. I know in the evening time now you can go over to Tiger Lane, I think from 3, I want to say from 4 to 8 or something in that vicinity, late afternoon, early evening, you can go to Tiger Lane, and you can get tested, and you can get tested for free. Uh, the city of Memphis is holding testing events uh, every weekend from now to the end of the year, and again, whether you are symptomatic or asymptomatic, it does not matter. Please do it for yourself, do it for your family, do it for your friends, do it for those that uh, you care uh, the most about. Um, and uh, um, you know, having you know, again, having said that, I've been tested now three times, and uh, you know, thank goodness, uh, negative every time. So I'm happy about that. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about crime tonight. Uh, there is a um, we, we had a bad weekend. Um, obviously, we had nine people shot, 
Six people dead in this city. It just continues on and on and on. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that with a couple of guests I have uh, a bit later on in the broadcast. And, and speaking of, uh, I'm going to be talking to Paul Young. He is the director of the City of Memphis Housing uh, and Community Development uh, uh, area, and he's going to talk to us about some of the options uh, f- available for folks, um, you know, who may be in need of housing. Some of the programs, you know, some of the uh, some of the financing and funding, you know, may be ending here at the end of the year. So he's going to talk to us about some of the many programs that the city of Memphis uh, has to offer. We're also going to talk to Pastor Ricky Floyd from the Fraser community. Uh, he is a community activist. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the crime issue and about how we can refocus and redirect our youth to a more positive uh, place rather than where we are now. And uh, we are going to talk to James Kirkwood. James is the new chairman of the Citizens Law Enforcement Review Board, or CLURB. Uh, he's going to talk to us about uh, his expectations. He's a former police officer, so he can bring us some uh, a particular perspective as pertains to um, you know where we need to go from here and how we can improve relationships not only with the police and the community, but how we can uh, again put a plug into all of this crime and violence that we see on a daily basis. Uh, we are going to take our first break, and when we come back, we are going to start the show off. With Mr. Paul Young, you are listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. That is me. Uh, We'll take a quick break. We will be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. This is WYXR-FM Memphis 91.7, powered by the Crosstown Radio Partnership between Crosstown Concourse, the Daily Memphian, and the University of Memphis. Hear us online at wyxr.org, on TuneIn, or on your favorite assistant. Just ask for WYXR. This is Kirk Whalem, and you're listening to WYXR 91.7 FM Memphis. Hello, everyone. This is Anita Ward. Ring my bell. And you're listening to WYXR 91.7, the station with the city soul. WYXR. This is WYXR-FM Memphis 91.7, powered by the Crosstown Radio Partnership between Crosstown Concourse, the Daily Memphian, and the University of Memphis. Hear us online at wyxr.org, on TuneIn, or on your favorite assistant. Just ask for WYXR. Real 
Mobile Talk is available anywhere you are. Catch us on the TuneIn Mobile app under WYXR. We're now streaming live on Facebook, and you can also catch a rebroadcast of the show on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Jip Washington. And welcome back, and welcome back to the show. If you are just joining us, this is Real Talk. I am Chip. I am very happy to have you with us on this very chilly Monday evening, Monday night. Uh, as we talked about uh, before the break, uh, we are, uh, uh, there's always issues in terms of uh, what goes on here in the city and the county in terms of housing and, uh, and other things. And, of course, um, there's some funding issues in terms of the CARES Act. Uh, that have uh, that are involved in that but uh, I am very fortunate to have a young man on the line who can kind of talk to us about some of the programs that uh, uh, you all uh, can take advantage of his name is Paul Young and he is the director of for the city of Memphis housing and community development Paul you there I'm here I'm here how you doing Chip man I'm doing great how are you I'm good, good, good. Always good talking to you. Man, it's always good talking to you as well, and I'm glad that uh, you were able to uh, find a few minutes in your very busy schedule to talk to our, our listening audience. I really appreciate that. Uh, most definitely. So, glad to be here. Yes, sir. Thank you. So, listen, uh, Paul, you know, we this is the time of year when a lot of us, our attention turns to, you know, the housing. You know, the weather's getting colder now, and, and you know, we think about, uh, you know, situations like that. We're kind of in a unique situation with the uh, – COVID uh, in terms of, um, you know, housing. There's been conversations about evictions and things like that kicking up. But I know that the city of Memphis, you know, is always, especially you, uh, always looking ahead to see, you know, what's down the road. So I guess I should ask you kind of what are some of the bigger issues in terms of housing and community development that you deal with on a daily basis? And then maybe some of the programs our folks don't know about. Yeah, so I, I think it, it'd be helpful to just kind of talk about where we are as a city. Yes, sir. Uh, we've always had some issues around the housing. Um, cha- we've always had challenges in the housing space. Um, primarily, our challenges revolve around the quality of our housing stock. I often say that we have plenty uh, affordable places to live, but the quality of those places has not always been at the, at, at the highest level. Um, and so many families have a space, but their space is just not in good condition. The mm-hmm. landlords have not uh, done a good job of keeping those units up. Um, and so many of our families are suffering from, from that, that challenge. And that challenge has not necessarily gone away. Uh, it's been exacerbated as a result of COVID-19 at a time when families are being asked to shelter in place. Uh, the question is, are, do the families have a quality space to shelter in? Um, and then it, coupled on top of that are the income losses that many families and individuals are seeing. And so uh, what we're now seeing is that, um, you know, there are evictions um, that have continued to uh, take place in our community. So we put some programs together around that. There are continues to be needs for uh, people to have that rental and mortgage assistance. Um, and we've, we put together some programs around that. So I'll just talk about those two programs sure. uh, really quickly. Sure. Uh, the, the first one is the eviction settlement program. Uh, this is one that uh, was established in partnership with Shelby County, as well as Neighborhood Preservation, Inc., the University of Memphis and Memphis Area Law uh, 
law business area legal services sorry right um so so with that group with that program it's really innovative in that we have provided money to help people get settlements uh for individuals that have active cases in the courts and that's an important caveat so this is a program that is only for those people whose eviction cases are to the point where as soon as the judge rules they will have to leave Uh, and so uh, that program provides an attorney with those uh, to those individuals, and a settlement is provided uh, to the landlord to allow that tenant to stay in place. Um, the other program that we have established is called the Rent and Mortgage Assistance Program. Mm-hmm. And with that program, uh, we are able to uh, pay up to six months of uh, rent for tenants that have not uh, been current or mortgage. Oh, wow. Payments. Okay. All right. Um, All right. Now we opened that program up in early November. Um, however, we had to close it down after two weeks because we had such high demand. So many people uh, were sure. currently, yeah, so many people were in need. We, we shut that program down for a few weeks. We're going through those applications. Um, and we're looking to open that back up, uh, in mid January. And the reason that's important, um, is because, Throughout this pandemic, the federal government has put in place a moratorium on evictions. So right. any property that has a federal subsidy tied to it, an FHA loan or any other federal other federal programs, that landlord is prohibited from evicting up until December thirty first. Right. So January first we can we could see a flood of those uh challenge those evictions and so we see that as a, a pending a potential uh, major challenge in our community. I was going to ask you, how concerned are you, um, as as well as a lot of other folks out there, you know, who might be facing this? How concerned are you about about that ending at the end, end of the year in about what two weeks, I guess? Yeah, I'm I'm really concerned because we have no way of knowing how many uh, families are under that moratorium mm-hmm. and how far behind they are. Uh, not all of the families that are under moratorium actually stopped paying rent, so we don't think that will be everybody, but there will be some that hadn't paid rent since March, and so they will wow. have a lump sum that's due oh my. At, in January, yeah. and it'll be very difficult for those families and individuals to make those payments, and so, you know, we're trying to figure out what resources we can cobble together to be able to help but we know that the demand is going to be really, really high. So we're hopeful that with the conversations they're having at Congress right now and the back and forth around approving uh, any of these stimulus bills, that there will be some provision that allows an extension of the moratorium until we get out of this crisis. We are speaking with uh, Paul Young. He is the director of the housing and community development uh, area for the city of Memphis. And, and Paul, you, you really raised some, some, uh, some very, very serious concerns and issues in, 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 in terms of housing and keeping rules over folks' heads and the conditions of some of these places. Um, if you had to, and it sounds like there's, there's quite a bit you know, out there in terms of what you have to deal with on a daily basis, but, but if, if you had to categorize it, what, what is your biggest what is your biggest concern? I mean, obviously, what you just said about the moratorium is a very big deal. But I mean, you know, I mean, there seem to be so many facets to what it is that you have to do on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are a lot of different aspects with the, when it comes to this work. I mean, we are, we work on the um, on the end of a family being homeless and out in the streets, sleeping in cars. We obviously don't want families in that situation. 
And then our long-term goal is permanent housing. And right. so how can we take those families that are at the lowest end and take them to their height? Um, and that's that's really the continuum under which we try to work. And right now we're seeing so many uh, families and individuals that are close to the the lower end of the spectrum where they're they're teetering on the verge of homelessness. And so we want to do everything we can to help stabilize those families. So people that need other resources, things like utility assistance, um, you know, working with our partners at MIFA uh, and through Shelby County Community Service Agency, you know, those are the resources that can help people get over this bridge and get over this hump um, until this vaccine really kicks into gear and our economy can get back where we want it to be. So basically, um, you know, there are community organizations or community partners, should I say, um, that are also out here and available for people to use uh, as a resource, uh, especially now during this time of need. Is, Is that correct? That's, that's absolutely correct. And I mentioned a couple of them, MIFA and Community Service Agency, um, you know, the, our partners at Hospitality Hub, uh, any any assistance, any family needs around homelessness, uh, those partners can, can really help um, prevent homelessness. And if, if somebody is already there, then we certainly can, can work with them through those agencies as well. You know, we, uh, we have uh, officially elected a new president, and I think that <clears throat> his uh, top priority is going to be um, to help so many um, you know, who need so much and who have lost so much as a result of this pandemic. Uh, you, you spoke of that, and, and in terms of some of the funding and some of the things that are, uh, as he likes to say, help is on the way. Um, but uh, in between that time, uh, now and uh, January 20th, um, there's going to be some some real struggle going on. Uh, but it sounds like you're sort of you've already you've already looked ahead uh, at this forecast and, um, you know, have have started to, to, to plan, especially bringing back the program that, that they ran out of money because the demand was so great. Um, I'm sure that's going to be a big relief to a lot of people. Yeah, and that was, that was part of the reason that we also um, put it on pause because we did want to make sure that we were able to preserve resources for when we think the the biggest surge will hit in yeah. terms of uh, the need. And, you know, that timing just happens to align with the peak of COVID-19 cases in our community as well. And so we know that we'll see some, some more challenging days ahead. But uh, like you said, from President Biden, President-elect Biden, Help is on the way, and you know the vaccine is coming. I'm, I'm really optimistic uh, on the days ahead, but uh, we just got to get through this this next 90 days. Paul, I mean, uh, uh, Paul, before I let you go, uh, give people uh, uh, some address information in terms of resource, how they can contact the city of Memphis. Uh, you know who they need to go through if they have questions about uh, some of the programs that you have. Yeah, so you can certainly reach out to our division, um, Memphis. Uh, housing and community development. Uh, you can you can find us on the city's website. Uh, you can also call us at six three six seventy three hundred. And if you have specific questions, we'd be glad to to help you. Also, for some of those resources that I mentioned, if you go to home nine hundred one dot org home slash home nine hundred one dot org forward slash COVID, C-O-V-I-D, dash resources, or just go to home901.org and you can get to COVID resources. But then there you can apply for the eviction settlement fund or the um, housing assistance program. 
Wow. Well, thank you so much. You have you have really given us a lot of good information, and I uh, really appreciate you taking some time. I know how busy guy you are. I know for a fact you are, and um, I wanted to wish you and uh, your family a Merry Christmas and uh, uh, a very happy holiday season. Stay up, stay safe, and stay COVID-free, my friend. Thank you. You too, man. Always good talking to you. Talking, yeah, same, same here. Thank you so much, Paul. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Paul Young, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Director of Housing and Community Development for the City of Memphis. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, COVID-901, uh, go to the City of Memphis website. Uh, they do have programs available uh, for you who are seeking information on housing and any other emergency situation. There's also partners, uh, as he said, MIFA and some of the other community organizations out there as well. Take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dip into the community and find out exactly what we can do to try to help to stem uh, the violence that is going on in our city so all of us can feel safe once again. This is Real Talk. I'm Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back. Listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. Celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion? Shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back. BB King talks about hard drugs. I believe that the younger ones are subsiding in that now they are not. I think they're finding out that it's really no good and we're losing too many people. I think I can understand why a lot of the people have gone into drugs because so many times I've been so frustrated because I couldn't get things to work like I want them to. And this sometimes can really mess up your mind. If a guy is not using his mind and don't try to be really strong, you could really go go into anything. It's just like they used to say about alcohol. And this I do know, that whatever problem you had when you got drunk, when you get through, you got two, because you got a hangover plus that other problem is still there. And that's the same thing I think about hard drugs. So I say, you know, it's no good. No, no good. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to the show. Uh, very happy to have you with us wherever it is you are. And I didn't give my normal disclaimer, so I'm going to give it now. Uh, if you are local, uh, you can hear us live on 91.7 WYXR on your FM dial. If you are uh, not local, but you are out there somewhere, you can always catch us on the TuneIn app, T-U-N-E-I-N uh, app app. 
Uh, put in WYXR in the search, hit play, and you can hear us as clear as a bell from one end of the country to the other. And if you miss this show, now why would you do that? But if you have a legitimate reason for missing the show, <laughs> you can always go to the, <laughs> to the station website <laughs> at WYXR.org. And uh, go to the search, hit show, scroll down to Real Talk, and you can hear what you missed. All right, we're going to continue on with the show now. And, uh, you know, on a serious note, we have a big-time problem uh, with crime in our city. Uh, We saw nine shootings over the weekend. Uh, We saw six more deaths over the weekend. Uh, I mean, we're over 300, and we've broken a record that none of us are proud of. But thank God there are community activists out here who uh, work tirelessly every day to try to make things better for all of us as citizens and as a community. And I'm very fortunate to have one on the phone right now. He is Pastor Ricky Floyd. And uh, I know everybody knows him. He is, of course, a Frazier legend, uh, you know, as a community activist and a pastor. Ricky, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you. Man, I felt like James Brown. What an introduction, man. Hey, I'm I, on the road. I need you to introduce me, my friend. Hey, man, you got me, boy. I can set it up. There's no problem. <laughs> I can set it up. You can knock them down. Listen, but on a serious note, man, thank you so much for taking some time uh, to visit with us. Uh, and I know how how engaged you are, not only in the Frazier community, but in the city of Memphis um, as well. And I want to personally thank you for all that you do. Um, uh, but I, I would be remiss, and, and all of us know that, uh, you know, as a man who has preached, um, you know, peace and, uh, you know, for all of us to come together, you were a victim of crime not too long ago, and um, you were you were actually shot in the, in the, in the leg, and I wanted to ask you how you were feeling, how you were doing. Uh, most recent victim of crime. Unfortunately, that's not my first time being a victim of crime. Wow, yeah. The city I love. Uh, And probably what was most disheartening and challenging for me was that it was in the community that I've dedicated 20 years of my life uh, uh, of serving and committed to causing the transforming. But, man, to answer to your question, uh, one word, supernatural, supernatural, Chip. Yes, sir. Uh, The fact that uh, I haven't had any pain medication, hadn't had a limp, hadn't had a crutch, hadn't had a wheelchair. Uh, if I had to be shot, I guess that's the best shot that he could have took because it went through the flesh, didn't hit any bones or yes. uh, 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 veins or anything like that, man. And I didn't miss any. I didn't miss anything. I kept functioning and flowing. And what I love to do, and that's that's transform lives and uh, empower community and people, man. Well, I mean, we are all very, very happy uh, that uh, it wasn't any worse than it was, and that you were clearly on demand and, and doing much better. Uh, tell us, you've been doing this a long time, and I know it grieves you uh, to to see what you see and to hear what you hear every day uh, in the in the city that you love. Uh, share your feelings about uh, where we are in terms of of our community and the crime that we see on a daily basis. You know, Chip, I don't think that we can underestimate the power of COVID. I think what COVID did, COVID exposed. Uh, the insanity, uh, the depression, uh, it, it revealed uh, that people that thought that they were delivered from addictions, anger. Uh, when you cram people up in a house together yeah. and they can't escape to go to their side chick or their addictive pattern of gambling, alcohol, man, the beast 
the beast gets released in the house. And, uh, and I think that's what we've seen. You know, I, you hear a lot of people talk about COVID and you hear a lot of people talk about the murder. But right between the murder and the people that have died from murder and homicide and the people that have died from uh, uh, COVID, man, probably a hundred or a hundred and more, 150 more people have died from uh, the drug epidemic, man. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, that's not addressed a lot. But I think all of those, man, have become a, a net that is causing so many people to get caught up and frustrated and anxiety and 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 fear fear is you know anger is always fear based mm-hmm. and when you got a lot of people that are scared uh this is the result man they're going to come out doing insane thing you know scripture i'm a preacher so i got to give you a scripture it says god has not given us the spirit of fear but he's given us power love and a sound mind when fear comes in people feel weak vulnerable they feel uh uh they move from love to lust and they a spirit of insanity is activated. And I think that's what we're seeing in our community right now. We are speaking with uh, Pastor Ricky Floyd from the Fraser community, uh, a longtime servant and a longtime leader uh, in that particular area. When you hear uh, that we have well over three hundred homicides in our city, and and one in particular area subset of that is the twenty four twenty five young people that have been killed this year and unfortunately we still got some time on the clock in terms of that i know how important working with youth is but i mean what goes through you when you hear those type of statistics chip one day i heard a 16 year old got killed and i was sitting in my living room and my wife came and put her arm on my shoulder she saw the grieving in me Mm -hmm. and she she comforting whispered in my ear and said, it's not your fault. Uh, I'm so passionate about lives being transformed and people living, loving, and having uh, a life to leave a legacy for their children, man, that I have to remind, and my wife did it for me, that it's not my fault. I take it so personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's been a challenge for me, man, and I've had to find balance between knowing my role, my responsibility, what I can do, and then what I can't do. And so it's, this has been a, 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 a roller, you know, being a pastor in this season, man, it's like riding a roller coaster for the first time. Yeah. You got high highs, low lows, you're crying one minute, you're laughing one minute. And so it's, it's a time, man, that you've got to find something to balance you and keep you centered centered in you know because so much is going on tell us about the youth program that that you that you founded and created i think i believe from ages 5 to 24 am i correct you know there's a combination of things going on one thing that we have is a program called husband institute and we try to keep the age between 6 and 16 okay uh, that program is designed to help you know, 90% of the boys in our program don't have a biological father in the house, Chip. Wow. Okay. 90%. Wow. Yeah. 25% of them wouldn't know their father if he walked up and touched them on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember one day we had a summer camp, and I was taking boys out to Lausanne School to a basketball camp. And, man, I cried in the parking lot in the bus that I drove out there because I said, these boys 
who I brought out here fighting rats, roaches, gangs, prostitution, drug addiction, and they're expected to perform on the same level that these guys out who had, who had a fireplace <laughs> and a buffet in their cafeteria, who had hardwood floors, and sometimes these guys don't even know if they're going to have air conditioning and heating when they go to school. Yeah. And so the Husband Institute was birthed out of, man, one day I got up to preach, and out of nowhere it came, I asked the question to my congregation, who's been trained how to be a husband? No one raised their hand. Between both services, there were over 400 people that day, Chip. Wow. I said, who's been trained how to do sell drugs, chop dope, cook dope, do credit card scam? People laughed, but hands went up. Nothing was funny to me. Wow, wow. I had a 17-year-old daughter, and I had women in the church who worked for Fortune 500 companies, had suburban house, and didn't have a good candidate nowhere in sight. And I said, if it's this bad now, what's it going to be like 10, 20 years from now? Hence, I started the Husband Institute. That word husband means house bander, one who bands the house together. Right. right. Uh, I think it was Frederick Douglass said it's easier to build boys than it is to repair broken men. And so I looked at it as a preventive medicine. If I can catch these boys before they got somebody pregnant before they got in gangs, before they got addicted to drugs, mm-hmm. and show them how to be, how to have affection, protection, direction, correction, and to leave a collection for our children's children, man, they would have a chance. Uh, you said a word there. Uh, we are speaking with uh, Pastor Ricky Floyd from the Fraser community, and, I mean, everything you just said really it, it, it penetrated me uh, in terms of just how, how, how big – um, the problem is out there, and I guess for really um, for what you said, I mean, uh, for for a lot of these young people, um, they don't really have a choice. I mean, they come from situations that are almost impossible from the jump. Man, I got a 14 year old that just joined the program about three months ago. Been to juvenile twice. Been in the mental health facilities nine times. Uh, doesn't father told him he never wanted to see him again. Yeah. And, and we expect this boy. Now watch this man. He has become a star studded student simply because someone has took the time to listen, understand guide, Yes, sir. Love him, rebuke him. And man, this guy, you know, we, we started a, what I call a upscale boutique. He's, he's a salesman there, man. And is a customer service guru at 14 years old, simply because somebody took the time, man, to show him the right way and to develop him. Sometimes that's all it takes. Listen, man, I I, got to run, but but, but I want to, again, thank you for everything that you are doing um, to make things better in our community. God bless you and your family. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a very happy holiday season. Stay up, stay safe, and stay COVID-free, my friend. Ten seconds. Shout out to Commissioner Mikhail Lyra, who's going to help us support the Husband Institute. Thank you, Chip, for allowing me to be on. God bless you, man. Take care of yourself. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, boy. That was, man, I, I really, truly, truly enjoyed that. We're going to take another quick break. And uh, when we come back, we are going to continue this conversation. We are going to talk to James Kirkwood. He is the new chairman of the Citizens Law Review Board, or CLURB. This is Real Talk. I'm Chip. We're right back. 
If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WYXR comes from our partner, Spaces Group. Spaces Group is a commercial furniture dealership located in Memphis, Tennessee and Jackson, Mississippi, specializing in furniture for the corporate, healthcare, educational, government, and not-for-profit markets. For more information or to start your project, visit spacesgrp.com. Crosstown Concourse was founded on the idea that we are all better when we are together, which can be difficult these days. Luckily, Concourse has over 1 million square feet of indoor and outdoor space, so you can spread out while you hang out, eat out, or work out. Learn more at CrosstownConcourse.com. Hi, this is the big O, Otis Redding. I was just standing here thinking about you. Thought I'd write a song about you and dedicate it to you. Take a listen. If you didn't go back to school this year, you're really not groovy. Maybe you feel that school is a drag, it just don't move you. But did you ever think about how square you look standing in an employment line because school didn't interest you? You really hard to think about it. Without an education, you could only be a tramp. Go guy shoes, no haircut, just plain old country. Don't worry about the fellas on the corner calling you green because you're heading your future condition. You're really hard to think about. And furthermore, tell them that oldest reading say you're very wise because you'll be at the top when they get there. And if they make it, when they get there, if they make it, when they get there, if they make it, you really ought to think about it. Think about it, really ought to think about it. We're the Staples Singers. I'm Yvonne, Cleo, Mavis. And I'm Pop. I just like to say, please, don't use dangerous drugs because it's detrimental to your soul and your life. We need you, young people. Don't use drugs. Please stay away from heroin. is available anywhere you are. Catch us on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR. We're now streaming live on Facebook, and you can also catch a rebroadcast of the show on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Jip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk. Chip here on this chilly, chilly Monday as we roll along on the big broadcast this evening. And, of course, we've had some really good guests uh, so far, and we're going to wrap it up with another good one. Uh, CLURB stands for Citizens Law Review Board. And uh, basically, they kind of oversee uh, what goes on, kind of, a, kind of the authority of kind of uh, overseeing what the police department does and offering suggestions and, and, and things like that. Well, we are very fortunate to have the new chairman of CLURB. His name is James Kirkwood. James, you there? Yes, I'm here. 
Well, thank you, sir, for uh, coming on the show and uh, being a guest on Real Talk this evening. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Chip, for inviting me, man. I appreciate you. So, so listen, um, for those of us who really don't know what the responsibilities of CLURB are, um, as their new chairman and as someone who comes to it um, pretty honestly as a former police officer for the Memphis Police Department, tell everybody what CLURB is, is all about and what it does, what this responsibility is. Okay. Uh, CLURB is the Civilian Law Enforcement Review Board. Okay. Its mission uh, is to provide oversight into incidents of misconduct against law enforcement officers by investigating such complaints and recommending resolution. Uh, CLURB also works to enhance civilian awareness by encouraging an effective balance between civilian involvement and law enforcement uh, cooperation. So, that said, in a nutshell, uh, CLURB would hear complaints uh, filed by citizens of police misconduct. Uh, and those complaints will have to first go through uh, the internal affairs. And if citizens don't uh, like the uh, outcome and, uh, with internal affairs, they can bring that complaint to us and we can hear it. So let me ask you this question, James. How how valuable is it that you uh, are a uh, law enforcement veteran? You were with the lost uh, with the uh, Memphis Police Department for a very long time. How valuable is it to have someone who understands that side of the ledger and has that kind of experience in a role like this that you have now? Uh, I think it's uh, it's it's it, 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 it's valuable. Uh, to, uh, because I understand how the police department works, uh, it, it, it's real good to be able to deal, to navigate the complaints and, nav- and na- navigate what is taking place. Uh, more importantly, it's uh, good to, because I have this, I'm, I'm just a guy, Chip, who believes in community, who believes that, uh, the police job as well as clerk's job is to uh, provide service to our community. And both uh, community and the police department, officers on the police department, is wanting, is wanting a fair uh, eye, uh, wanting somebody to assess them fairly. Right. And so CLERS is that independent agency that is being set up uh, with police and uh, uh, the mayor, the police department, and citizens coming together to put forth a board to hear these matters uh, and render a resolution that is honest and fair and just for everybody involved. So that's the that that's that's the beautiful thing about uh, I tend to observe the community for years. I tend to uh, believe in community. Yes, sir. And I believe in the police department. Uh, but I also, in the, in the process of believing in the police, and I know there are a lot of great police officers, and I know we have a lot of great citizens, uh, sometimes things can go wrong. And when those things go wrong, we need an honest uh, assessment of it. And that's what the public wants. And that's really what police want. We're speaking with James Kirkwood. He is the new chairman of 
the Civilian Law Enforcement Review Board for the city of Memphis. He's also a former police officer. And you know what you what you just said really is, I think, something that is very needed. Um, and in order to be a vital voice in our community, uh, we need a civilian oversight board um, to really hold accountable our law enforcement agencies. Uh, and it sounds like that's what you are uh, looking for a uh, clerk to do now and in the future. Am, am I correct in that? Yes. Uh, clerk is, uh, it's, this whole mission is simply about providing oversight uh, so that when incidents of misconduct occur, it can be properly handled. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's the whole mission of clerk. Uh, the Civilian Law Enforcement Review Board, uh, let me tell you, has 13 members that are outstanding. And these are people from our community. Uh -huh. uh, David Ace, uh, you have uh, Stephen Moore uh, on oh, yeah. the board. We have, I mean, it's, it's just packed with uh, awesome individuals uh, who can really make a difference and who want to make a difference. All of them are on the board to help facilitate uh, facilitate an investigation and complaint that will bring the right outcome. So I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to be serving with some great people. Uh, we have young and old. That's absolutely wonderful. Sure. Uh, on the board. Sure. Uh, so we get, I mean, people from different backgrounds. Uh, that's, that's on the board. So it, it, it's a real good board that I was blessed to be a part of. I'm blessed to be a part of it. And when I look around the room at the individuals, I feel uh, the police part of me feels good and the citizen part of me uh, feels good. I think whoever chose the board, uh, the different people who've nominated people, the uh, mayor uh, has did a good job of putting together a real good board uh, to go forward with the uh, law enforcement review. As we as we wrap up with uh, James Kirkwood, who is the chairman of CLURB, uh, sounds like you you have some pretty strong voices on there who are not afraid, especially Stevie Moore in particular, uh, to to uh, to to venture to voice their opinions rather, and to and to and to hold people accountable. Uh, but I think we can do it, like you say, in a way that is respectful of each other, the police uh, department and this organization with the one centralized goal in mind, uh, which is uh, to make uh, whole folks accountable and overall make things better for everybody. Am I correct in that? Absolutely. Listen, uh, I think going forward, it is, it is absolutely important that we in our city create a clear of civilian law enforcement review board that can stand uh, and really can grow to be exactly what we want it to be. Uh, today, it may not be in our active community to be patient with us as we work to uh, galvanize this board and to put things in place so that it can be very, very effective. Mm -hmm. But we are all working support that that future quarter civilian law enforcement board that we want. Uh, but I'm excited. I think we have a wonderful uh, start. Uh, I think uh, we, we come on the I come on the heel of uh, Rap White as well as uh, our interim who stepped off, uh, Pastor Ricky Floyd. Yeah, awesome men. 
Uh, and, you know, I'm excited about it. But I do, I, I think the public needs to be patient with us uh, as we get more information out there about what it is that Clerk does. Yes. Uh, as we uh, formulate uh, the board and put things in place. Uh, you know, we will, we will, we will, we will get, we will get to that civilian law enforcement review board that the citizens want, that the uh, community is asking for. Yes, sir. Uh, it won't be tomorrow, but we are on our way, and I'm excited about being a part of it, uh, laying that foundation to serve our community through this aspect once again. Man, uh, Chip, I think is uh, wonderful, is powerful, and this, hey, it's the time is now. And, you know, we're going to do this thing. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. You would love the members. I, I wish I had all the names. I hate to call some names. That's okay. Call all the names. You'll be back but, on the show. Uh, you'll be I'm back. No, you'll you'll be back on the show. Listen, and anytime we can help you, please let us uh, let us know. Uh, we're about to wrap things up right now, but I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a, a Happy Holiday season, and and you stay safe. And thank you so much, yeah. Thank you. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that that wraps another uh, edition of Real Talk, and as Marquette plays me on out of here, uh, I just uh, wanted to thank. All our guests tonight, uh, Paul Young, um, of course, uh, Pastor Ricky Floyd, and uh, James Kirkwood. And uh, wanted to say that I enjoy this show. This is the best part of my week. I mean, really, being able to come in here and share information uh, with, with, with everybody. And I hope you enjoyed it, too. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, um, I hope that you stay up and, and take care of yourself. And listen, get tested. Get to, COVID is not going anywhere anytime soon. So get tested and reassure yourself, reassure your family and your friends so we can hopefully sometime in 2021 get back to some normal type living. That'd be a good thing. So if the Lord says so, I'll be back here at the same place, the same time, the same great radio station, 91.7 WYXR, Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, you guys uh, help each other, support each other, encourage, motivate, and love each other. And... Uh, Until we meet again, I'm Chip, and I'm out.